Hello, and welcome to The Jam. This is for when your life and your toast are a little dry. I'm Joanne. And I'm Maddie. And together we make The Jam. And we're excited to sit here and chat with you. So grab a cup of something delicious. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Wow, I sound like a man this morning. It's okay. Just a little groggy, I guess. I don't know. We did our budget last night, which is not a fun activity, but we did it. Do you feel like you, I'm not argue, maybe bicker's the word, but did you feel like at the end you were like, oh, like this was really, like it didn't really, you don't feel more connected. You just kind of feel like this was a really stressful thing that you did together and now it's done. And Mm. I don't know how to explain the emotion I get after we do the budget. I think I I like he was still like talking about it and I was like I'm done with the budget for tonight let's revisit this tomorrow I just was I just was done and I this is this was like the first month that we've done a really like formal budget like before I guess in the first two months of being married we were just kind of like operating out of like what I used to do and what he used to do like in our single lives. Yeah. And so this month we were like, okay, let's set some goals for like paying down our debt. Let's set some goals for like what we want to save, what we want to, you know, what we want to spend money on. Most of, most of our, um, most of our uh, budget is like geared towards like, okay, we want to pay off a really big chunk of our debt in the nice, in the next 18 months. So Mm -hmm. Um, we're like pretty united on like, yep, that's what we're going to do. But I guess in some ways I felt more connected afterwards. And at the, at the second time, the like other part of me was like, I'm just done. Can we just go to bed? I don't want to talk about numbers or look at a spreadsheet or anything anymore. But I think because this was our first time, it's a, it's a hard gauge. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we, I'm so grateful. And I mean, I think I would put you in this camp too, but we, I believe did some sort of budget. I would love to go back and look at it because we have them all saved on our Google drive um, for our like first year of marriage or first month of marriage. So we did it like in December ish time, something for like the January month. And then we have been doing it every month since then. And sometimes the budget meeting doesn't happen until the month starts and you're like a week or so in. Yeah. Um, I mean, now we kind of know it's, I still am I'm crazy about doing it because we seem to have so we're missing something between like the numbers in our bank account and the numbers that end up on our spreadsheet. And I don't know, like we're always, it never is completely adds up. And so I'm not really sure what to do about that, but um, yeah, we, so we've done that every month of our marriage. Like there's never been a month where we just kind of are like crapping around. And at this point we kind of have a pretty good idea. Like our, our categories don't change that much, maybe 50 or so dollars. I think the bigger thing that's stressful is like things that we don't, we want and are important, but we don't need mm-hmm. and kind of figuring out what kind of budget does that look like? Where does this fit in? But we want to save money, but blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, because I think we had to do a lot of penny pinching when we started out. And I think the hardest part was 
when we didn't have to like penny pinch so hard, um, we <clears throat> were married for a little bit longer. It was like, how do we prioritize all these things that we've just been like pushing back because mm-hmm. we don't have the money or don't whatever. But so like things like furniture or clothes or shoes or whatever, because then if you haven't, like, if you haven't bought any clothes or shoes for six months, mm-hmm. granted, some things, depending on who you are, but you're going to get to a point where things start to wear out and you're like, well, these dress shoes have really been wearing out for about four months, but now it's like emergency level. But now also your tennis shoes are starting to wear out. And then Dave's dress shoes are starting to wear. So now you're talking about three pairs of shoes. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to set aside a hundred bucks. It's like, no, now I need to set aside like 300 bucks because I don't want to buy more crappy target shoes that are going to last me three months. Yeah. But maybe I should just do that and spend a hundred dollars on all this stuff anyway. So it starts to get hairy. Um, but like, what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you like you have to save the money but Mm -hmm. that was something that was really stressful for a long time though is that I felt like all these things like became went from like important wants slowly into needs and then you're like I need the money yeah you've got you got you've gotten to emergency level yeah that's a really good that's a really good point I guess we'll see we'll see how it goes I'll report back once we've continued with this uh this like schedule do you guys usually do yours like for the following like mid-month or like a week before the next month starts or do you have kind of a cadence so I think we typically we don't really get it together until the end of the month for the next month so my goal is always before the first of the month to have our budget meeting so that we know like on March 1st, like what we have in each category. So if there's, cause sometimes, and I've gotten better at this over the years, like if there's something I really want to buy, mm-hmm. maybe I know the sale ends on March 2nd. So on March 1st, I'm going to be buying that thing because I want the sale deal or I've been waiting a couple weeks cause I ran out of money in that category or whatever. So I'll wait until the new month. So I like to have it done by the first because of that. Um, or like grocery shopping, like if I order something from like Thrive Market or something, I know I can just order it on the first and then I get it sooner. Mm. But um, I mean, sometimes we don't get around to it until the third because then we just have to like make the new budget and it usually takes about an hour and a half because we also will talk about like our, like look at our month and what are we doing and don't forget this birthday party or this thing I want to do or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes really just like a monthly family meeting more so, which is really helpful and, um, but so, yeah, so we try to do it before the month begins. Um, and then Dave, well, it was both of us, but now it's just Dave will update. We just do it in a budget in Excel and he'll update about every week, each budget kind of category mm-hmm. um, based on like, if I go to Walmart and I buy groceries and other house stuff, then he'll like break it up. Um, or we'll do that together. Cause he's like, well, um, okay, you bought this thing, but where does this go? Is this your fun money? Or is this, this, or is that, that? So, um, but then we break it up by category. So then at the end of the week, we kind of know like, okay, we're getting close on needs or we're getting close on groceries or whatever. But so we kind of have those like mini meetings, but those are really more like, oh, I'm frying an egg and you just finished the budget and you're telling me about it. It's not like a, it's not like a formal meeting. It just happens when it needs to happen talk it out and whatever you cut out there for a second what were you saying oh I said but our monthly budget meeting is a formal meeting like we sit down with our computers Mm -hmm. and we hash it out but for those touch bases it's just kind of like when it happens 
Right. Yeah. Cause some, a lot of times Dave will do it while he watches Charlotte when I work in the morning, like he'll stand around, like our microwave is in like a weird spot. So he'll stand at the microwave and like play with Charlotte and then add some stuff to the bucket and play with Charlotte and add some stuff to the bucket. Um, so yeah. And then I'll come downstairs. <clears throat> it's fine. I got a frog in my throat. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll come downstairs and I'll be like, so I updated the budget and we're looking good on everything, but groceries is getting close. And I'm like, yeah, what else is new? It always is getting close. Always groceries. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last night. It's like, well, we spend the most money on food. So maybe we'll eat rice and beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that hard. And I feel like at the beginning of the month, like halfway through the month, we start to get close, which is good. I mean, you should be hitting, like you want to, if you budget $300, you want to spend, I mean, why not spend $300? Yeah. Or just like know that you have the freedom to live within that. Like that's what you set for the month, you know? Um, But so you should be getting close to that number by the end of the month. But halfway through, I feel like we're already kind of like, oh, we got 50, 70 more dollars to go. And uh, <laughs> what did we spend the rest of it on? <laughs> but it's because, like, then I have the, for that two weeks, like fifty to seventy-five dollars to get me through the month, and then I'm like, okay, great. Like in those two weeks, like I listen to this podcast, and they were sponsored by this nut butter in a pouch, and I really want to try one of these nut butters, but they're ten dollars for this one ounce pack of nut butter. So should I buy it? Yeah, sure. It's the beginning of the month. I have so much money. So that is something that is like hard for me to hear. Like these like fun food things yeah and then I buy them all at the beginning of the month thinking I have so much money and I get to the end and I have no money so so I'm actually hoping well April will be out of town for a week but I think for April I'm gonna try to do oh I should put it on the our social media Mm. for April you can join us well I don't know if Maddie's gonna do it but I'm gonna really try to do like pantry shopping so the idea of like making things from the food you already have on hand plus like cheap grocery shopping so no fancy foods like buy what you need and that's it like shop at Aldi as much as you can like whatever so and just try to see like how much could I bring it down and knowing that that's not my reality every month but that like every few months I like to challenge myself to not buy dumb food things yeah to shop from the pantry to cook from the pantry yeah yeah, I kind of like doing that sometimes. I find it's harder now, like being married, because there's times where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine to just like throw together this thing. Like maybe it's not the most delicious thing I've ever made in the world, but it's fine. But I have to think about like, okay, I'm not the only one eating here. I can't just like get by just eating this random thing to think about like, what does my husband need? Hi, Charlotte. Yeah. Hi, are you on the podcast? Yeah, you're on the podcast. What do you think? Podcast. What do you think about groceries? Yeah. What did you say? What do you think about groceries, Charlotte? Do you like to eat? (laughs) (laughs) Groceries. Oh, your friend called me yesterday. Nathan. Yeah, so I haven't told Dave that we're gonna talk to him, but it was super helpful. Like, even though, like, for us, we don't have like a surplus of money right now to do investing or 
um, any of those like fun money things, but it was helpful to like talk him through, kind of talk through with him, like our financial goals and um, what we hope to do and, and things like that, like yeah. paying down debt and like what we eventually like want our life to look like, or even just like, all right, these are our assets or lack thereof and our debt and like how much life insurance should we have? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that was just helpful to get like someone else's input and opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to talk to him and to kind of see like what his scope of scope of practice is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because we're kind of getting to this point where I would love to do some like housekeeping as far as, you know, like, okay, retirement, like, I know we should think about this. What, what's kind of like, here's what our financial situation is. Like, what should we be thinking about in terms of this? But then too, like I have federal loans that are on deferment until September. And there's the kind of a part of me that's like, this administration has a good possibility of forgiving some of that. So I don't really know what to do with that. And I'm like, I need some people who kind of know what's up to tell me, like, forget about that. Like you should just work at, worry about paying this down. I've thought about just saving the money and seeing what happens. And then when it comes due in September, just paying like a crap ton of money towards it that I would have been paying because there's no benefit to paying now versus paying later because there's no interest. But yeah, yeah. and let's see, like what we were talking about that yesterday, like, okay, do we pay pay down the principal now Mm -hmm. when we don't have any interest accruing? So Mm -hmm. when interest starts accruing again, it's a less like we're not having interest on as much accrue or do we just hold off and throw that money towards something else? Yeah. Like meaning a different loan that is getting interest right now. And I think everyone has different philosophies on yeah. like what you should, what you should do. Yeah. Like Arvin's whole point was like, he's like, well, come October or September, we're going to have to start paying it. We may as well just like, I don't know. It's going to feel that way eventually. Right. Yeah, I had one private loan that the interest rate wasn't sky high. Like I looked at refinancing and it wouldn't have really made a difference for the amount that the loan was. Um, and so when the pandemic started, we actually just focused on paying. We took our, because my federal loan payment was far higher than minimum. So we took all those hundreds of dollars and just paid off like crazy the other one. And I paid it off in the fall. And it was awesome. I was like, wow, this is great. Like, and it makes you feel so good. You're like, I did this, you know, I paid this off, like mm-hmm. seeing the number go down every month, like the whole psychological thing that like Dave Ramsey talks about, about paying yeah. off your smallest first, like definitely, like I still have the payoff letter and Dave's like, want me to throw this away? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because part of me wants to put it on the wall. Yep. Because you paid it off. But, you did it. Yeah. And, and because I don't want them to come back and say like, oh, actually you didn't. And I'm like, actually I have the record of it like right here. Mm-hmm. So, because that, I don't want to have that hang over my head, but um, yeah. So that's, so we opted to just pay that one off. And now we don't like, that's the only debt we have left is the federal one, which is a substantial amount of money. But yeah, I mean, we ended up just deciding like, let's just save the money because there's no, the only benefit of paying now is that the money is locked into paying off that debt. Mm-hmm. But cause I can pay down the principal in September with my first payment. If I were to pay like five grand, then, you know, whatever comes off the interest comes off the interest and the rest comes off the principal as if I were paying now. So that sounds but, like you have it worked out. Like what you want to do? 
Yeah, I mean, we have we have a general idea, and I go back and forth, and and then it comes when it comes down to like these bigger purchases, like land, house, whatever. It's kind of like, well, how does that like fit into all these other things? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. There's just like a lot to think about, and I think there's some like basic money principles that pretty much every expert kind of lives by, I guess. But I also think that there are different like camps that you can be in. Like Dave Ramsey's like, no credit, your credit doesn't matter. Just cash for everything. The only debt that you should have is your mortgage. And then there's other people who are like, it's important to maintain a good credit score so that you can get a loan when you need to like buy a house or whatever it's okay to have a loan on your car in your house or you know there's different or some people are like better to rent over buy so I think I don't know it's hard to know like what the right answer is and maybe it's just one of those things that's like okay what's right for you what's right for your family and your needs I don't know do you guys have a thought and philosophy on that um so I I watched Dave Ramsey for a long time and I do I like what he says because I think that we live in a culture of um, like excess in a lot of ways. And so I think that kind of being a conscious consumer is something that he really tries to market. I think that can easily become like the total opposite. And I have, I see that in some of his thing. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing to like not buy anything extra for six months and really focus on all of your income going towards like paying off XYZ debt. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the kind of debt that you have. Like if you're talking credit card debt, which is a super high interest rate and it's so easy to fall right back into, then yeah, maybe there are people that it's really hard to not keep a balance on your credit card, like an obscene balance on your credit card or to think, oh, okay, like I have $1,000 in the bank, but my credit limit is $3,000. So I really have $4,000. It's like, no, you don't. You really have $1,000. You don't, like mm-hmm. that other credit limit money isn't really your money. Yep. So yeah, so I think that there is a freedom in not, like, I mean, scripture says like the borrower slave to the lender. And I know that that's a Dave Ramsey thing. So everyone's like, I've already heard that from Dave Ramsey. But like, I mean, I do think that that it is true and and that the Catholic church has like wisdom on, you know, not doing that in excess, but I also am not of the camp of like, if you ever get a loan for anything, you know, you're, that's bad. I think there's a temperance that's built in like saving for six months for a car, a lot of money and paying for it in cash and knowing you own the car, then just being like, well, I want the car now. So I'm just going to get the loan and it doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't always work for every situation. You know, it's not, it's not as black and white as I wish it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not as black and white as I wish it was yeah. either. Yep. So we we're trying to get into a, like not owing people money ever type of situation. Like we just this weekend talked about, you know, what if we just saved money and were able to like buy land with cash and then build like a small home with cash and then save money. And when we outgrow the small home, get a large, build a larger home or buy a larger home with cash, you know, so that we're not in this like mortgage system, which is frustrating because of Dave's job. And it would be a lot of paperwork and a lot of headache. Um, But I don't know how practical that is. You know, that's more of this dreamy ideal Um, because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, like to be able to do these types of things. So Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, I don't, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. I guess there's like, there's, it's, there's payoffs or like ups and downs to either things. Like if you want to pay for everything in cash, you don't have instant gratification. You have to like wait and save and um, maybe like let go of some needs and wants for the time being. And then in the end, it like pays off. You own it. You, you know, move forward. Or if it's, if you're, or the other situation is like, oh, it's like instant gratification. Like, okay, I need this thing. I'm going to buy this thing. And then I'm going to spend these months, you know, paying it off. So, and the, but the thing about paying for cash up front is then you don't have an interest rate. Right. And that, so you're not ending up spending extra money in the end. Yeah. So I think, yeah, different people have different ways of approaching it. I think you're right about the instant gratification. I think there's a certain truth of like it, it can build virtue to delay yourself in certain things. Like obviously if we're talking about medical care, like there's no virtue to be built in waiting to like go yeah. to the doctor for go to the doctor. Like just yep. go to the doctor. Yeah. Yep. But you know, if you really want a new pair of shoes, but the ones that you have are we could probably make it another month, like waiting instead of just buying it on your credit card, which is super hard for me because I'm like, but I need it. What if these break? It's like you'll probably be fine. And if you're not, then you deal with that when it happens. But mm -hmm. you have other shoes that you can wear, even if they're not as stylish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I realized, like, I was just thinking about this. I was like, oh, I want to get my hair cut. I was like, oh, that doesn't really fit into the budget mm -hmm. this month. And, like, when it was just me, like, taking care of myself, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, just go get your hair cut. It's fine. You're fine. Like, you've got you've got the money to spend. And I think that's part of it too, is like living with roommates, you can like make your paycheck go farther because you're like yeah. splitting everything three ways. And now it's like, okay, like paying the rent on our apartment. I don't get to like have my roommate over here pay for part of it. And that doesn't like affect me. It's like, oh, you're my half and your half both affect. It's yeah. our place. <laughs> I notice that a lot with traveling. Like when I'm like, oh, the room is $100 a night, that's 50 bucks a person. And I'm like, but you're making the money that covers me. And so it's really just $100 for both of us. Yep. Which <laughs> is not as good of a deal. Because <laughs> like you can go to Europe and if we were to split hostels, crazy cheap. We could do it so cheap. Yep. But when you're talking about like a family and you're paying one, one purse is paying for like two or three or four people. Yes. It's not as great. No, it was great. So I was just, yeah, I was just remembering and being thankful for like the traveling and stuff that I did when I was a single person and could do <laughs> the like splitting and sharing and all of that. Yeah, that's true. Yep. It's yeah, just okay. adjustment. <clears throat> yeah. It is. It's funny because I do remember feeling that way. And now it's so much like, oh, well, this is the thing. Traveling is when I feel it. But like, as far as rent and stuff, I like forgot that your rent because people are like, oh, I have roommates and I pay like $150 for rent. And I'm like, that's amazing. But it's like, oh, well, you have five roommates. So 150 times five is not as amazing as I thought it was. Yeah. You know? Like, okay. So, yep. Yep. Everything just kind of, yeah, it just adds up. And I think the help, one of the helpful things about like making a budget was like, we were like looking at like, okay, 
do we actually need to spend money on this? Do we actually need to spend money mm-hmm. on that? Like, oh, we both have a subscription to the Spotify or to like Adobe. Okay, maybe we can just share one, you know, things like that yeah. when you're like joining your lives and you can kind of, yeah, knock off the things that you don't need. I also still mooch off of my parents for some things. Oh, yeah. The only thing I still, mo- I guess the only thing I still mooch off my parents for is Amazon Prime, but. <laughs> Arvin has Amazon Prime, so I'll just go on to his now. He's, we still get some like student benefits because oh. he's still in school. Yeah. So that's our prime is like $6. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I definitely, for the first like six to 12 months of our marriage, we mooched off our parents a lot. Um, and we still do. And some of it like Dave, so Dave's phone bill is paid for by his parents. And we talked about, so actually I forgot to reply to your text message. Oh, that's okay. Um, the phone thing. But so Dave's phone bill is still paid by his parents. And we talked about moving it because I finally moved off my parents' plan. Um, and I could add Dave to my plan. And of course it makes it more expensive, but it's still like a pretty cheap plan and whatever. Just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. just let it happen. Yeah. Money, fun stuff a part of just growing up and figuring everything out and yeah I remember when I moved out I was really bummed the toilet paper was so expensive I was like I thought I remember being a kid and thinking I'm gonna spend all my money on mushrooms because I love mushrooms and like lucky charms and this other crap that we was like special in my house I'm like why can't we do it so dumb and then I grew up and I was like wow shampoo costs money toilet paper costs money napkins cost money like Mm -hmm. all this dumb stuff that I feel like should be free I mean it definitely shouldn't be free but I feel like I should just get for living costs a lot of money yeah it does it really does all right well any last closing thoughts on money I guess I didn't we didn't we didn't plan on talking about this today but it worked out worked out well um closing thoughts on money okay this is the first thing that came to my head so maybe somebody needs to hear this I was once given the advice by a priest to never make a decision solely based on finances I think that when you're talking about whether or not you should buy new shoes, okay, fine. Maybe you could totally make that money on finances, but like big life decisions, like trust in the providence of the Lord. And there's a prudence that goes with that. But also like, if you know something is going to be a bad decision for you, but you're choosing to do it because it's going to save you some money or gain you some money, like it's not worth it because Mm -hmm. the Lord like lives beyond those things. And, and I really, I really say this with like, you have to be prudent. You can't say like, I'm going to go live in Africa and and feed the children, but I only have a thousand dollars in the bank and I'm going to quit my job. Like there's no prudence in that decision unless you feel like a strong call by God. Like there's, you know, discern it with someone else. If that's really what you feel like moving on your heart, but like God works within the natural world. And, you know, you can't just assume that if you're going to quit your job to pursue poetry and you've never written a poem in your life like you know there has to be prudence so really hear that the prudence part but also knowing that like God works in mysterious ways and so when you get to your budget and you're like I don't know how we're gonna make this work like trust in him um and yeah and know that money's not the end of everything like you can get to heaven and have no money Mm -hmm. in fact it's easier to get to heaven with no money so Yeah, that's really good. It's a very good closing thought.
thank you. you know, yeah, because God always will provide. And in fact, at times in my life, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I really think this is the like step God wants me to make. And then he always helps, always helps make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's just so true. It's so true. So yeah, something to be super grateful for. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. I was also just going to say like the one thing that I think is really helpful. I think a lot of what Dave Ramsey talks about is really helpful, but one of the things that I really like is, and other people talk about it too, is that kind of debt snowball thing is like Mm -hmm. you pay off your smallest debts first. And then once that smallest debt is paid off, the money you were paying towards that debt Mm -hmm. then gets put towards the bigger debt. So you can like gain momentum because it feels really good to pay off a debt. And so you'll continue doing it. Whereas if you're like, even if your lowest, your smallest debt has the smallest interest rate, his argument is that you'll, it'll pay off longer in the long run because you'll gain this momentum that'll help Mm -hmm. you pay off the bigger loans and the ones with the bigger interest rate. So I found that helpful. Arvin and I have found that helpful um, is kind of using that debt snowball method Mm -hmm. to work on paying down, work yeah. on paying down our debt. And that if you have a lot of debt, like there's always hope to get out of it. You're not, you're not stuck. Um, coming from someone who has a fair amount of debt, like it can feel crippling sometimes, but you can do it, you know? Yeah. Just- yeah. Find support. If you feel crippled by it, I mean, shoot us a DM or find like inspiring people on Instagram to follow or communities that they have or yes. find a financial advisor or someone who like has the same mindset as you, someone who's not going to say like, Oh, who cares about your debt? Like you should be invested. Like you don't want somebody like that. You want someone who shares your goals and your whatever, but you know, find someone that can help you make it feel manageable and hold you a little bit accountable and work with you on it um, and live within your means. Mm-hmm. I feel like that so basic but if you are constantly carrying credit card debt, that's never going to benefit you. Even if you're a person that's like, I like to leave a balance for my credit score. That's fine. But you have to live within your means. You can't just keep continuing to think your maximum credit limit is just money you have in the bank because that will bankrupt you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, so that's our thoughts on money. Maybe next week we'll talk about politics and other things you shouldn't talk about at Thanksgiving. I'm just <laughs> this is our things you shouldn't talk about at Thanksgiving series. <laughs> In the middle of March. Yep. Never too, never too late to bridge these topics. Sure. Never too early. Never too early. Or late. Depends on how you look at the year. Anyways, that's basically the spring. Uh, fall is behind us or in front of us whatever way you want to look at it it's it's both at the same time oh the world is crazy keeps turning but we don't get turning in these seasons wow crazy (laughs) okay well i'm gonna get ready for work i know i'm gonna try gotta (laughs) come out from there I'm going to try to do something nice with my hair. We'll see if it works out. Ooh, fun. Send send a pic. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Jam. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the underscore j dot a dot m to catch up with us through the week and see what we're up to. Also, if your favorite podcast app that you are listening on allows for reviews, please leave us a review. That helps us to be able to reach more people and share our funny stuff with them. Be sure to come back to your favorite podcast app every Wednesday at noon. That's when we post our new episodes, and we would love to have you listen in. Thanks, y'all.